You are listening to us, Unscripted Stories, brought to you by Northwestern University's Multicultural Student Affairs. We are recording at the traditional homelands of the people of the Council of Three Fires, the Ojibwe, Potawatomi, and Adawa, as well as the Menominee, Miami, and Ho-Chunk Nations. Welcome back to another episode of Us Unscripted Stories coming to you from Northwestern University's Multicultural Student Affairs. My name is Aaron Golding. I'm an assistant director here in Multicultural Student Affairs, and I'm joined today by a couple of colleagues um, that I'm really excited to have, um, Upasana Barath and Gabriel Guzman. Do you all want to say hi? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you and what you do here at Northwestern right now. So my name is Gabriel Andres Guzman. I use all pronouns, so he, she, they series. I am the current graduate assistant that serves the LGBTQIA plus population here at Northwestern University. Um, very excited to be here. Very excited to be a part of the Multicultural Student Affairs. Yeah. And I'm Upasna. I'm the graduate assistant for the APIDA community. In case you don't know what APIDA stands for, it stands for Asian, Pacific Islander, and Desi American students. So I primarily support that demographic um, within the undergraduate students, and I'm super excited to be here. So where is home for you all? I actually, like, I'm just one of those people that can choose where home is for them because I moved around so much growing up. Um, but so I was born in Naperville, but I lived in New York for some time. And then I lived in uh, New Jersey for some time. I moved to India when I was nine. And then I moved back to the U.S. when I was 14. And I lived in Memphis up until senior year of high school. And then strangely enough, completed a full circle and went to undergrad in Naperville where I was born. So when people ask me where I'm from, I say Memphis because it's the, like my most favorite place that I've ever lived in. Gabrielle? <laughs> Great. So for me, home, it definitely on the margins of the border, specifically the U.S. and Mexico border. Um, I'm from San Diego and Tijuana. My family all emigrated from Tijuana. Um, I have dual citizenship from both spaces, and I consider both, both locations very much home. One just happens to be tied more so to like my cultural and ethnic identity, which is Tijuana, Baja California. And my journey began... As I was going to school in San Diego, um, I naturalized as a citizen while I was at a young age. And then from there, I had spent most of my childhood in San Diego, going to school in San Diego until eventually I graduated from high school. And then I decided to go to UC Riverside where I pursued my bachelor's. And so even Riverside also fluctuates as home at times because I did spend a good chunk of my development there in my 20s. And then now I'm currently here at Northwestern University experiencing the Chicago winter <laughs> for the first time. So the next question is, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what led you here to Northwestern? So I did pursue an undergraduate degree um, at UC Riverside. So I did four years there um, where I studied English, media and cultural studies, and gender and sexuality studies. So everything gay that you can think of. <laughs> and then from there... I went on to um, my final year as a senior. I was doing a few different internships. Um, I was also looking into what my next step would be. Like, did I want to pursue a job? Um, did I want to keep pursuing like internship opportunities to see kind of engage where, where my interests lie? Or did I want to go into continue moving towards moving up on higher ed? And so I decided reluctantly at first to apply to graduate school. I was very excited and motivated to apply to graduate school because I not only felt like I was committing myself to a larger purpose, which was to 
become a role model and also become the first in my family to receive a doctoral degree and to become a queer educator, but also because I felt like there was something missing that I felt like I still wanted to continue doing in academia. I went where the money took me, and that's because as someone that is first generation, who is part of a lower socioeconomic status, like for me, that really made a difference as to where I was going to be because I knew that I was going to be spending a good chunk of my life in this space. So I wanted to make sure it was somewhere where I would be fulfilled in all aspects of my life. I wanted to be economically stable. I wanted to be mentally stable. I wanted to be in a space where like I was in an area to grow. And so I felt very connected to the folks that I met while I was interviewing at Northwestern University. Um, and specifically, I looked at programs across different dis disciplines. So I looked at American studies, um, performance studies, and even some gender and women's studies programs, primarily because I, my research had a lot to do with neon lighting and sex work and more so like looking at the subcultural sexual economies in these queer nightlife contexts. And so I really wanted to go somewhere where my project could prosper and grow and have freedom to move in whatever direction. And so I really paid a lot of attention to who the advisors were there, who was teaching there, what classes were offered there. I chose Chicago because <coughs> there was a lot of opportunity to grow as both a scholar and just get to experience a new type of environment. And now I'm here and I am very excited to see where my journey will take me so i kind of have like two sto mini stories my my first one is that i actually entered undergraduate i had decided that i wanted to be an econ major and uh, by my sophomore year i kind of felt this tug in a different direction and a sign was actually given to me when one of my friends asked me to audition for a play and i had never auditioned for a play before so uh half of me was like i can't do that and the other half of me was like oh my gosh finally someone is giving me this permission to like do something else so I auditioned for this play and I ended up getting cast in this role and throughout the rehearsal process and then the actual performances I realized that I felt so much more alive and more connected to my work as an actor but also just like a creative process in general and I feel like I was missing sort of like that creative process in my economics degree so I kept my econ major because I still liked the technicalities of studying economics but I also added on a theater degree because I really liked that it could fill up the gaps that econ was leaving for me emotionally and intellectually. The second thing is that I was actually dating someone my senior year of college. And this person was very different than me in that I had moved around my entire life and I kind of felt so much shame in that. I felt so much shame in that I had lived in so many different places. I didn't know what it was like to have a hometown. I didn't know what it was like to have childhood friends. And I didn't know what it was like to even like grow up in a childhood home. So I think it was like kind of like I admired this person a lot for like being in the same town their whole life. And I think being with them almost kind of made me feel like I was okay, like I was normal because someone like that could accept me for like my rocky childhood. Um, so alternatively, this person did not like want to leave Illinois at all. And so I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I should stay too. Um, and so I was, <laughs> so I was just like, at that time in my life, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to not leave because I've been doing that my whole life. And so I was, you know, still curious. So I looked at programs in California and I looked at programs in New York and 
there was nothing that could really match up into this, like, to this very, like, interesting, you know, double major (laughs) that I was about to graduate with. Um, And then I, you know, did the thing where I looked at all the colleges available to me in Illinois so I could stay with this person and stay in this area. And Northwestern just had the most specific degree called Leadership for Creative Enterprises, which is basically an amalgamation of creativity and business savviness, which are two things that I had studied throughout undergrad. So it kind of just felt like culmination. It felt like perfect. Um, And I don't regret my decision at all, even though it was motivated by someone else. journey like I applied to all my undergraduate institutions as a biology major little Mm. known fact that I'm ashamed of I felt like I was applying to these programs as a biology major not because I felt a calling but because I felt like that was the area of study to go to if I wanted to be able to be economically stable Mm -hmm. and that seems to be a, a theme in a lot of my choices mainly because I've experienced a lot of instability in my life you know like having my childhood home be uprooted having to leave and cross the border and do things like that so for me like I, I always like I always feel like I cling to stability in that sense and so I in finding stability in my undergrad I wanted to also go somewhere far away but I was discouraged to do so by my family so I went with UC Riverside because my parents told me you're gonna be far away from home but you'll have space but then you'll still be able to come home if you want to and so I reluctantly accepted the offer and I was skeptical because I didn't come to visit the campus but then I really fell in love with the campus I, I enjoyed the people and then I realized very early on that I did not want to be a biology major because I just felt like there was no queerness there was no way for me to explore that avenue of my personality and my identity And so I decided to look into another thing, another area of study that I felt like I was well-versed in, and that was English. And so from English, I was introduced to other disciplines because English, the the classes I took actually introduced me to a lot of other interdisciplinary fields. And it showed me that you can be interdisciplinary and pursue different things while you're majoring in something or have like a main concentration. So for me, that was a really fun thing. And then when I applied to graduate school, I knew right away that I wanted to go as far away as possible, not for the same reasons as when I was applying to undergraduate, but because I wanted to allow myself time to grow elsewhere as a scholar. And also because I did have, I do have intentions to move back to California at the end of my doctoral program. So I wanted to give myself space and opportunity to grow elsewhere, learn elsewhere, be connected to another city. And then from there, bring back those resources and knowledge to my community Mm -hmm. in San Diego and Tijuana. That's awesome. So you went into college as a bio major and your parents were aware of this. You switched majors, obviously. What was it like telling your parents? (laughs) Well, um, similar to when I came out, there was a lot of, I guess you could say disillusionment. Like they had a lot of questions behind my decision and it kind of became, it, it was never like a sit down conversation where we sat down and specifically talked about that decision, but there were moments where they would be like, oh, you're still going to be a doctor. You're still going to be the doctor of the family, right? You're going to be a plastic surgeon because that was what I thought in my mind that I would do. I thought I would be a plastic surgeon. Mm -hmm. I really thought, right? (laughs) And so for me, like having that conversation with them at some point and talking to them about the queerness in my research project and stuff like little by little, I was trying to kind of like get them to get to know me on that level as well. And I always felt a disconnect with them no matter what 
no matter when I talk to them about like my work and what I do. And I, even now I still feel that disconnect mainly because my parents also, there's, there's also like a gap there. Like my parents never um, went to university. Um, my mom never finished high school. So she never got her diploma. Mm. And so when I talk about some of these things, there, there's like a general, there's like a, it's a very surface level conversation. And that's not to say that that's not because they don't understand. That's also because like sometimes the, the, the jargon or the, the terminology that I use is something that they're not so knowledgeable on. So I'm hoping to continue having these conversations as I get older and as they know that I'm in performance studies. Um, I will say that they were very happy and proud when I did tell them that I got into a doctoral program. They saw that as a very big step. So I told them like, I may not be a doctor mm. in that <laughs> sense, but I'll be I'll be getting my doctor degree and I'll be a doctor in another <laughs> way. So that to me was a lot that, that fulfilled me in that sense. So yeah. So what are you what are you thinking about in terms of like future plans? I have a lot of different ideas of what I want to do. I'm looking at um, apprenticeships and fellowships, also just looking for for jobs. Um, so what I'm specifically interested in is production, like film and TV production. Um, but I'm mostly fascinated with streaming services um, when it comes to like TV and also streaming service when it comes to film, because I think that there's just so much more creative accessibility and like energy. And it's not as like bureaucratic as like bigger film production companies, but it could still like bring in a large amount of people or and can target like a wide range of audiences. So yeah, I'm like, I'm really, I really love Netflix. I think Netflix is such a cool company they're also based like all over the world so the idea of starting in a company like that and like moving you know throughout the company and also having the potential of not just living in one place for an entire amount of time because I finally gotten to the point where I'm like you know what it's okay if I you know don't want to live somewhere my whole life um so like that but I'm also kind of um the type of person who just likes to open many doors for myself and then like choose after so like that's also what i'm kind of doing because i'm looking at so many different things um i have a question i was wondering how do you bring these experiences into the work that you're doing here i think it's actually really hard sometimes because one of the big things that i do in my position is plan a discussion series called solidarity and i pick a topic and students basically pour their souls out <laughs> in front of you know like eight, nine, sometimes like 14 other people and kind of talk about how this topic has affected them or how they've seen it like come up in their community um, and so on and so forth. And so when I, part of, you know, preparing for this discussion is like preparing discussion questions. And I feel like a lot of the times when I'm like writing down these questions, I'm like, okay, so this is a question that could that is prevalent for everyone? Or is this just a question that I've asked myself and that I've had to grapple with and that literally no one else has struggled with? So I think that's like one thing. Another thing is that it's also just kind of unique. I've never actually been a part of an Indian American community or like an Asian community or an Apita community overall, like in my life. I've always just been like the odd one out. Like even when I lived in India, I was the only Indian American girl there. Um, 
And then when I went to high school, I was like one out of three Indians in high school. And then I went to college and I graduated with like one other APEDA identified person. And this is the first time that I'm in a community like this. So it's like, it's kind of hard because I'm like guiding this community and I'm a mentor and like a, you know, a resource for this community. But I also, it's my first time in this community too. It's also making me realize that I have a lot more identity work to do. Part of that is just, I've never really had the opportunity to do it. I feel the same way. So for me, um, I've done a lot of work around um, identity building, community building, like surrounding like the Latinx community prior to coming to this role at Northwestern. So for me, that was like my specific area of concentration prior to coming here. Um, I was involved and affiliated with a lot of volunteer and internship positions. I did a lot of work around like HIV and AIDS prevention and providing um, more um, health and clinical resources, free um, resources for the LGBTQI plus community and so for me like that that was kind of like my background um, so uh, what I feel like my work and my research interests bring to the table in this role is it should bring a lot of creativity into my role um, I am new to the city I am new to this position I'm new to Northwestern so like given those layers, I'm also getting to know the students. And I feel like what a lot of this first year looks like for me is really trying to build that presence and trying to build my relationships with others. And so I'm trying to work on developing like a series of conversations similar to APIDA 101 and similar to Solidarity. I want to do something along those lines, but I want to um, have like my own creative spin to it. So I want to incorporate like teaching students and having like opportunities for them to share resources like to each other. And also connecting them to other resources across the city. But in doing so, I've also realized that like my own gaps of knowledge, like I also need to do that work myself. And that's what a lot of what I've been trying to do in the in this first quarter is trying to like learn more about community resources, trying to see like where who I can hit up for what. Um, if students have a question about XYZ topic, how can I forward them to that space? Or how can I be a stepping stone for them to also get more get more well versed in the city themselves? Um, especially being undergraduate students here. And I think that in this position, I'm really starting to learn that it's more about than just programming. It's also about like the community you build and the kind of role modeling that you do. I do agree with that. And I think it's also about like the the work that you do to also learn about the environment here on campus. So, a lot of the, a lot of this first year is going to look a lot into ori reorienting some of the initiatives and some of the programming and just a lot of the work that we've been doing starting this community to see kind of like what students need and what students want. And even that fluctuates every year because every year there's new students. Every year there's students leaving us. And so in doing so, I want to be able to incorporate like the, the creative aspect of my programming. So I want to incorporate like my interest in fashion and style and um, community building. But I want to do it all in a very creative way. And so in doing so, that involves a lot of resources, um, some of which I'm still working on getting and learning more about how I can bring that to the table and to the community. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Thank you. Where do you, can folks find you at? Where do you typically work out of or on campus? So I'm mostly work out of the Multicultural Center. I'm either in the lobby or I'm in my office. But recently I've been working from like all the spaces. So this quarter specifically, the winter quarter, I'm in the GSRC on Tuesdays. Um, and then I'm in the temporary black house most, most Wednesdays. Um, but if students also just like <laughs> want to get coffee and have it be on my dime, then I'm also happy to work out of a coffee shop. And, um, cause sometimes I feel like it's, I just, yeah, it's nice to have like a change of space. Um, I too echo your sentiments. I think for me, I spend a lot of my time, um, at the GSRC, the GSRC has really become a space where like, I feel like I have been able to interact with a lot of students, build a lot of connections. So 
You can catch me there on Mondays. Typically 11 to 5, because I'm not a morning girl. I never will be. <laughs> My office itself is located on the second floor of Multicultural Student Affairs space. And anyone is always welcome to come in and have a conversation or just chat or just say hello. I'm always there. I, too, have been trying to also work on, like, be present in other spaces as well. So also trying to make more of an effort to be at the Temporary Black House, attending more programs this quarter. Hopefully the cold will not impede that commitment, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing my best to also, like, be around so if students also want to go get coffee or want to learn more about me i'm always open sometimes you'll get really lucky and you'll come to the mcc and gabrielle and i are both there at the exact same time at the same time and it's it's a party it can get loud (laughs) honestly (laughs) well um thank you so much for stopping by and chatting with us thank you thank you for having us yeah absolutely listening to us on scripted stories you could find our podcast on itunes google play and spotify support for this podcast is provided by joe scaletti emma salen sydney hastings smith saeed resco alex manna austin gardner rafael Contreras, juliet sparza with support from vishnu venagopal linda luck and aaron golding subscribe to hear more from us